I, I won't introduce him because <clears throat> I, I don't want to mess up how long we've known each other. Good morning. Um, my name is Matthew Harris. I've known JJ for um, 16 years, 8 months, 42 days. No, I don't know how long I've known JJ either. Um, for a long time. Um, being in those circles of the Bible school, uh, I'm sure that he came to my home church when I was a kid um, on tour, just like this. Um, and that was probably the first time that I met him and was aware of that. And he's much older than me, so um, <laughs> that, was a, <laughs> that was a long time ago. My name is Matthew. I've been at the Bible school now for 14 years on staff. Um, we are the Apostolic Faith Bible College, and we're located in Baxter Springs, Kansas. And this morning, we just want to share a little bit about our school, about our heart, and we want the students to come and share about what God is doing in their lives. Because He's good, and He's worthy of our praise this morning. We just want to praise Him for all that, he, that He's done. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Apostolic Faith Bible College. You've obviously heard about it because your pastors attended there and because our team came last year, but I'm just going to share a little bit about who we are. Um, first, the name Apostolic Faith is uh, confusing in and of itself. Um, it can be a mouthful. Um, it can be pronounced a lot of different ways and spelled a lot of wrong ways, and I've, been, I've heard all of them over the years. Uh, but Apostolic Faith is just the faith of the apostles. Um, as a Bible school, we want to believe what they believe. We want to see what they saw. We want to do what they did. So we look to the scripture. We look to the early church. We look to the teachings of Jesus. And then we pattern our lives after that. How can we have that apostolic faith, the faith of the apostles? Our school, we're a two-year unaccredited intense discipleship program. What we like to say is that the Word of God is our textbook and the Holy Spirit is our instructor. Um, all of our program, all of our curriculum is faith-based, and it's about teaching students to learn, study the Word of God, and develop habits that they can take with them for the rest of their lives. Someone asked this morning, how big is your um, college? Um, it's very small. Um, we are more of a discipleship program. I think college is like, you know, furthering education after high school. And so I guess that we are doing that. But really what we are is a discipleship program. Um, we think that our small size is actually a pro and not a con um, because of discipleship. And discipleship works best in small numbers. If Jesus took 12, um, I'm going to cut that down. <laughs> that I, If he can only handle 12, or if he thinks that 12 is his number, then mine's going to be less than that. But at the school this year, we have 26 students that are full-time students on campus this year. We have about a one to three student to staff ratio. So there's one staff member for each, for every three students, which allows us that relational discipleship, which is fundamental to our program. We walk through two years of life with these students. We um, live in the, not all of us, but some of us live in the dorm with these students and we um, evaluate these students, we teach these students, we travel with these students. It's all about growing with them and helping them reach um, their full potential. Our mission at the school is to disciple disciple makers. Our heart is that we are 
teaching students how to walk with Jesus. Um, we say we put Jesus first in all things, that he's our number one priority. And we're teaching students how to structure their lives around Jesus so that they can go out and they can share that with other people. And then they begin to be the disciples and they take people under their wings and they show people the importance of a life built around Jesus. We do that in four ways. We teach them to hear the voice of God. Um, how many of you know that hearing the voice of God is fundamental to a walk with Jesus, right? That we need to be able to recognize his voice. The scripture tells us that the sheep know my voice and they will not follow another. So the first thing that we do is we teach them to hear the voice of God. One, because it's important, but two is because our program is only two years. So when they leave, they can't hear the voice of God through their instructors only. They have to know his voice for themselves so that when they're reading the word of God, they can hear him speak directly to their hearts, what's important. The second one, we teach them to grow in relationship with him. How do we continue to, to grow in relationship? Not just be saved and get saved and it's a one-time experience, but how do we grow daily in relationship with him? How do we yield to his Holy Spirit? How do we say yes and be obedient to him when he calls us and asks us to do things? And the final thing is how do we, we teach them how to go? how to go and share the good news with a world that's looking for it. How do we share the good news and the love of God with the world? I said that we were a faith-based school in our curriculum, that the Word of God is our textbook, but we're also a faith-based school in the way that we're funded. So since its conception in 1946, so um, like 76, 77 years we're going on, years ago um, when they created the Bible school, they decided that they didn't want to charge tuition, um, that our discipleship program is completely funded by the generosity of people that are like, hey, like we want a place to send students. We want a place for young people to be able to just go and sit at the feet of Jesus and fall in love with his word and, and work through all their mess and, and have a heart and, and become zealous, like Kaylee talked about, to go and share that with other people. And so for over 75 years, we've run completely funded by the free will giving of friends and churches and alumni of the school and just people who believe in the next generation and pouring into it. So our students don't pay to live there, they don't pay to eat there, they don't pay for their students, or sorry, for their classes to be students. And so um, what started as um, a small Bible school that cost maybe $500 um, a year and they ran in like three month terms, um, now costs nearly half a million dollars to run the school every single year. And that's a big number, right? When I say it, it's like, is that right? Is that what this says, half a million dollars? Like, that's a big number. But what's so cool about that is that for over 75 years, God has provided that number. Nobody's like committed to anything. There's not some trust that we're, uh, you know, pulling from. There's not government funding. It's checks in the mail. People that are saying, hey, like you were on our heart this year and here's something for the school. And for over 75 years, God has provided 100% of the needs of the school is amazing, um, is an encouragement and something that we teach our students that, hey, you can believe God and trust God for anything. If it's his will, it's his bill is what we like to say. Um, at the school, one of the things that we're currently doing 
Um, we have several needs and they're listed on our sign back there. But our biggest need right now is that we um, are looking for partners. We're looking for people that want to invest in the next generation. Um, and we're looking for monthly donors. Um, and some of you do that. Some of you are givers and you give to the school. And I just want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for providing a place for our students to come and sit at the feet of Jesus and study his word. It's transformational. It's life-changing. It changed my life. JJ already talked about the change that it made in his life and Denise. Um, and so we don't have a lot of students, right? But it's transformative and it's changing the lives of those students and it's important and it matters. Some of the other ways that we're um, raising money currently is that we're replacing all of the beds and the mattresses in the dorms. So we're putting in um, new bunks and new collegiate mattresses and all of that stuff. Um, so we're raising money for that. Um, we're also looking to purchase a new van. If you saw Trinity's van out there, we're borrowing that because we brought two and we needed a third one. So we're borrowing their van to get our three teams out while we're out here. So we're on fall tour. We have three ministry teams that are in services this morning and they'll be in services this evening. And then this week we're staying at the campgrounds in Laverne. We are um, doing service projects out there. We're going to be building a pergola at the camp this week, um, a shade structure out there. We're going to be painting inside their storm shelter and a bunch of other stuff there at the camp. We're going to be cooking meals and delivering freezer meals for um, uh, people there in the community that are shut in, some that have just had newborns, um, some that have just had surgery, and we're delivering um, freezer meals for them um, to bless them in that way. We've got nursing home services set up this week where we're going to go and we're going to visit um, those that are in the nursing homes and sing and, and meet them and talk with them and, and visit with them. We've got prayer teams going out to shut-ins and people um, the ones that we're taking meals to, we're also sending a prayer team that's going to go and pray with them. Um, We've got all kinds of stuff, but all, ultimately what we're doing is we're just going out and sharing the good news. Our heart is to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to show his love to everybody that we come in contact with. I'm going to introduce um, our staff that are with me this morning. If you guys would go ahead and stand. Um, on the far end, we've got Darla Oaks, who is our executive secretary and one of our instructors there at the school. Beside her, we have Michelle, who is our um, cook and an instructor at the school. And then we have Kaylee, who you heard from this morning. She's our um, rainmaker um, at the school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't have her. We need her, too. Uh, <laughs> But she's our um, women's residence director, and she works very closely with all the girls at the school there. So you guys can sit down. And we're so glad to have them on tour with us and a part of our team. Uh, we have the best team, so you guys are really lucky to um, have the best team this morning. I want to introduce our students that we have with us on our team as well. You heard from in Sunday School this morning from Jeremiah Robbins, who's from Arkansas. Uh, we have Jade Stowers, who is from Texas. We have Hannah Warren, who is from Kansas. Yeah. Uh, we have Noah Brajas, who is also from Texas. We have Colt Adamson, who is from Missouri currently. Um, and then we have Kim Contreras, or Kansas, sorry. Kim Contreras, who is from Texas. And then we have Jared Cook, who's a local girl from Laverne, Oklahoma. Um, and uh, that's our team this morning. And they're going to come and they're going to share what God's been doing with with them in their lives. We have a great group of students this year, um, not only on our team, but all of them. Uh, when Kaylee was talking about being zealous for the Lord, I just thought of our students. Um, the first service that we had um, at the end, we asked if anyone needed prayer and our students were just like, 
ready to pray for people. Their heart is to be ministers. As we traveled out here, we stopped and we challenged them to, hey, while you're getting your lunch, you've got one hour to go get lunch. You may come in contact with somebody that the Lord speaks to you and says, hey, talk to them. Talk to them about Jesus and pushing them in personal evangelism. And last night we shared testimonies of the things that God has already done just as we were en route traveling. You know, the woman with the issue of blood was not the destination. Jesus was on his way to go meet another need. But in the process, in transit, in travel, he changed someone's life forever. So we want our students to be aware of that in the coming and going between Sundays, right? There's ministry to be done. I'm going to invite um, Colt Adamson to come up this morning and share a testimony of what God's just been doing in his life. Good morning. Um, well, sometimes I get scared to share my testimony because, I don't know, it's just little ears and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, I'll just tell you a little bit about me. So, uh, I was I was born to a mother that was like into drugs and basically like um, I don't know my dad they're just uh, you know my dad was really abusive and stuff like that um, but at the age of eight I I started like stealing like stealing cigarettes smoking like all that stuff and then uh, by the age of twelve I started uh, doing like drugs like that because I was on my own my mom she was like she was never really there I was like I was just on my own trying to provide for myself and stuff like that. Um, but a little bit over two years ago, I uh, decided to follow Christ and kind of just see what he, what he could do with me because I, I didn't think much, you know? Um, but I wasn't, I didn't fully change my life. I was still very lukewarm. I was like, I didn't read that much. I just... I like to say that I was a Christian because, you know, it sounded cool. Um, I never just, I was just really lukewarm. Uh, but I started to, like, work on myself a lot and started actually trying to get into the Word. And one time at church, uh, this lady, she came up to me and she said, uh, she's like, hey, the Lord just put something on my heart. And I just wanted to tell you that the Lord says that you always have a home in Him. And that really struck me because, like, I was always on my own. I never, I never felt like I had a place to actually, like, call home that I actually belonged. And so when she said that I have a home in the Lord, it just, it really, really spoke to me in a way. Um, so then I, that's when I really, like, decided, like, that's what I know that, that's what I'm called to do. Um, and so within the last year, I went to a church camp. And <laughs> I heard people always say, like, bring, bring, uh, bring things to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Uh, I took that a little bit, quite literally. Uh, I, brought, I brought drugs to church camp because I was going to give them to God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, don't know, I, like, do, I, I don't know who would do that. I mean, I guess I did, but I don't know who, I don't know who would do that. Like, I've never, ever heard anyone do that, so... <sighs> Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I just gave it to uh, God and just kind of prayed about it real heavily. And I was like, Lord, you know that I've, like, I never just wanted to do, like, all the things I did for, for me. 
I always did it to make me feel fit in with other people, to make, make me just feel welcome um, with other people. And I said, Lord, you know I've wanted to stop this for a while. And I never, I just never did. I always said, I'll stop, I'll stop. So with, um, two years ago, he freed me from like nicotine, smoking cigarettes and all that. And then within the last year, he's freed me from uh, just all drugs and all that stuff as well. Um, but I heard his voice, I was praying to him, and I was like, I just, I want to know what you have for me, and I want to know that this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, us saying, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to quit drugs. Like, <laughs> like I just want to make sure that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I heard his voice say, just, just let it go. And so after I heard it, um, I just let it go. I let, I let that go, and I knew that that's what I was supposed to do, and that, um, you know, especially calling myself as a Christian, if I were to do drugs and just all this and that, people are going to look at you. You're, you're like a reflection to other people. So when they look at you, they're not going to think you're a Christian because you're doing all these other things. They're going to look at you. It's like produce good fruit. I want to produce good fruit for people, to inspire them, to show them the things that God's shown me. And the love that he's also um, done for me, I just want to give to them. Um, but... Uh, the following week after I heard God's voice, I got baptized, um, and that was amazing. My youth pastor, uh, he, he baptized me. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been free from everything, and I've been really uh, in the Word, and I've been trying to inspire people and just um, listening to God's voice and having Him lead me instead of people lead me. And one thing at the school that we learned is one equals two, but two doesn't equal one. We have to get this connection first before we can get this connection first. And if we do this first, we can't get this right first. So I've been, I've been working on that a lot, and it's, it's really helpful because I felt like I didn't know how to love people. I didn't know how to love myself. Um, but it's because I tried to get this and not this. But now that I have this, I can get all of this, right? Um, but yeah, I've, I, I got set free from all those things. And uh, God's just been showing me um, the ways he can use me, how I can inspire people, and just, uh, just how good he is, really. Because uh, God is good, right? Um, and now I'm a full-time student at AFBC, which is crazy because, one, I don't even have a diploma or a GED. Like, I got kicked out of school my sophomore year. I haven't been to school since. And that's like a testimony within itself. Um, and people were always like, you should, you should apply, you should apply. And I, I, I was like, okay. And I did, just to say I tried, but I didn't think I was going to get accepted. Because who, who, who'd want me to go to a college that doesn't even have a GED or nothing, right? But, and I had other plans, but, you know, God had his plans. And since I was trying to get this right, I, you know, I got to follow his plans that he has for me because... He knows what I need more than uh, more than what I know I need. So, um, but yeah, I'm a full-time student at AFBC, and God's just uh, been working in my life a lot. And I, as I continue to like spend time in His Word and just continue to abide, um, I see I see growth in myself and within my relationships with people, and how to actually love people. Um, but I'm really thankful that God's just kind of loved me for who I am and how he's changed me. And no matter how far I try to run, that, I, uh, that he's just chased me and that he just 
he brought me back to him. And I just, um, I'm grateful for all the opportunities that he's going to give me and the opportunities that he has given me, like going to Bible college, being here. Like this is a, I'm very thankful for this opportunity because, you know, and I just want to, I just want to be able to inspire people. You know, teach, teaching people is cool, but you could teach people all day long. But after you, like, if you inspire them, you know, they're, they're going to be inspired and they're just going to, they're going to see how you act. So, um, but yeah, I'm just glad that I have a home in him and I'm glad that I know that I have a home in him and that I could rest in him whenever I need. And so can you guys, you know. So like even during the tough times, no matter what happens, that we all have, we all know a father that who knows how to love and heal and just guide us. So, but thank you guys for this opportunity. <laughs> thank you. We love Colt's heart. Um, he, you can just tell when you talk to him that um, when you hear his story of living on his own at age 14 and being homeless for a couple of years and all of the stuff that he's been through, to see him stand up here today and be like, yeah, but God sent somebody to tell me, not knowing all of my past, to tell me like my home is found in him and how that changed his life as he begins to then work through everything, right? And slowly in stages laying stuff down and finally coming to the point to where people are like, oh, you should go to Bible school. And his thought is like, no, I, I can't, right? I count myself out. Like I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not eligible to go there. And technically, according to our application requirements, he wasn't, <laughs> right? But God spoke to our director and was like, no, like he, he needs this chance. We're going to give him that space. And Colt's grown um, and, and is learning so much. And I'm so thankful that, that God uses us where we're at and as we are, um, that we don't all look the same because Colt's going to have a ministry and Colt's going to reach people that I can't reach, right? And so it takes all types of people. Um, so thank you, Colt, for coming and sharing. I want to give um, Jared the opportunity to come up and share what God's been speaking and doing in her life as well. Good morning. I'm glad to be home. It's been nice. The weather's been beautiful. It's usually not this cold. But um, <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what God's been doing in my life these past few weeks. Last year at this time, it wasn't my intention to go to Bible college. I had always planned to go to Bible college as a kid, but um, my intention was to go to West Texas A&M, get a degree in nursing, and then move on with my life. But um, God had different plans. Actually, it was during their ministry tour last year that I made the decision to attend Bible college. But even going into Bible college, I was like, okay, West Texas, after. Like, we're still going to go, we're still going to get that degree in nursing, and we're still going to live that plan that I had for myself. But as the weeks have gone on at Bible College, I've realized that that's no longer what God has for me. That was never what God had for me all along. He had a different plan than what I had been planning. So I've been praying, and I'm like, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? what's this plan that you have for my life? Because I've always had this, I've made this own plan of my own, and now, now that that's out the door, what's next? 
And so through praying for that, I've been no like I've known okay, ministry, ministry after Bible college is where I'll go. I don't know where yet and I don't know how, but God will provide that later on. But um I've just been feeling like God, I'm scared to do something like that. Like I've always been pretty shy. I don't really like talking to people and stuff. So how am I going to minister? Because that's kind of scary. And I don't know if I can do that. So I've been praying for boldness in that. And I've been reading a lot in 1 Samuel. I like stories. And 1 Samuel's got some really good stories. But I was reading about Jonathan, Saul's son, and how he was in this battle and it seemed impossible to win. But he said, okay, God, if you give us this sign, we'll know that you've already delivered them to us. And so God gives him the sign, and he goes with his few men, and he wins the battle. And then I was reading about David fighting Goliath, and I was just reading how David, this little guy who just showed up out of nowhere, just bringing his brother's food, he goes to fight this unmatched opponent like this un like undefeatable opponent but as he goes out he says God has already delivered you unto me and so in reading those stories I was like wow the world that I'm gonna have to face seems scary it seems like it's gonna be something that I can't face it seems like a battle that's gonna be too big but God has already delivered that unto me. He's already given me all of those things, and it's only through Him that I can actually truly be a conqueror and do that life that I have. All it takes is me stepping out in faith, because all it took was Jonathan stepping out in faith. If Jonathan would have cowered away, then he would have lost that battle, and if David would have cowered, they would have lost that battle, but they stepped out in faith. So I guess my encouragement today is step out in faith, because God's already delivered it to you. I know we have tacos to get to, so we're going to move really quickly through the rest of this this morning. Jarrah hit on something that I want to talk about. We, One of the things that is one of our values at the school, one of the things we really push the students and we talk about, it's a big part of our culture, it's a big part of our language at the school, is abiding. Uh, one of our walls, we have a huge mural painted that just says abide as a screaming reminder to the students to get in their word and spend time with Jesus. Uh, but the importance of abiding, John 15 is where we pull that from when Jesus is talking about being the vine and us being the branches and the father being the gardener. And there's a scripture in there. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so many times in our lives, we take it on ourselves and we try to do things on our own. We think that we're mature enough, we think that we're old enough, smart enough, experienced enough that we can handle it. In the natural, again, reverse psychology, right? In the natural, the older and the more mature that we get, the more independent we get from our parents. But in the spiritual, as we mature, the more and more dependent we get on our father. The more, as, as kids get older, they're like, no, I, I'll do it on my own. And sometimes we take that to the Father as well. We try to do things on our own when really the sign of maturity is going to the Father immediately and saying, I need your help. I need you. Because without Him, we can't do anything. 
I'm gonna invite Kim to come and share one more testimony this morning, and then um, we're gonna finish up. Good morning, my name's Kimberly. Um, I just wanna share a little bit about myself. I've never been here, and I don't know you guys, you don't know me, and uh, when I was seven years old, my mom passed away, and I witnessed it with my own eyes, and it was very traumatic for me and my siblings, and I'm the oldest in the house, so I had to grow up really fast. And I just, I became a terrified kid. Like, I was scared of everyone. I was scared of people. I was scared of my family. My family was broken from the situation that happened. And I didn't have a great relationship with my dad. And I just, I never felt loved. I was always discouraged from the family I had. And when I was in school, I was jealous of these perfect, what I thought was perfect at the time, these perfect families, these perfect kids. And in high school, I was still the same. And then I graduated high school and we experienced some more trauma that my family had never healed from my mom's passing. So it was just heartbreak after heartbreak in my life and my heart was broken and hard from these experiences in my life. And then I got invited to this Bible, not Bible college, this church from some very good friends. And I had never been to church really. I went to church, but not a loving church. I went to big churches that weren't close. And this this church is like a family. They became my family. They poured their love out onto me, the love of Jesus. And they prayed healing for my broken heart. And just God touched me one day and was he restored what was broken and he made me whole. And these people were telling me about this Bible college that I've never heard about. And I was like, no way. I'm not going to go. I'm going to medical school. I got my life figured out. I don't need none of this. I can figure it out at church. And that's not what happened. I realized that the way I was living and the way my family was living was not okay. It was not normal. It was normal to us because it was what we were used to, this this brokenness. But I realized that I needed a Savior, and I needed Jesus, and I wanted to know Him more. So God called me to Bible college, and He's just, through abiding, He's just showed me that he is my comforter he is my healer he is our restorer and he died for us and he's just showed me so much the past year and that he's not done with me he has so much more for me and that my identity is no longer found in a person or the things i've been through as a child but in him thank you guys Identity is huge. A big part of what we're trying to show the students is that their identity is found in Jesus. And when they come to him and they spend time, he tells them about himself and then he tells them about themselves. In him we find who we are and what we were made for. This morning, two of our other about, one of our other values at the school is to believe big. 
And Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we could ask or even think according to the power that's at work within us through Christ Jesus. And so um, this morning um, we want to pray for you. You've heard the students that are saying, Man, like I was going through a lot of my life and it was Jesus who changed that. Apart from him, we can't fix it, right? We can't make it. He's our healer and our restoration. He's our deliverer, right? He's our uh, our leader and our, our guide, our salvation. He's all of those things. And so we say at the school that God can do um, anything, right? Exceedingly abundantly. And so we want to believe big and have big faith. It's who we are as a school. Again, we're, we're faith-based in all that we do, and we're teaching our students to believe that as well. This morning, I just want to take a minute. Um, you've already had prayer. You've already um, taken time to bring the needs of the church forward. Um, but I just want to ask this morning, if you're here and there's something, uh, as like you said, JJ already asked, uh, an unspoken request, something that we can pray with you about the school, I'm just going to ask if you would just raise your hand. We're just going to dismiss here in prayer. I'm going to turn it back over to JJ. But I just want to take a second. If there's something that we can pray with you about, just by an uplifted hand, um, we're going to pray. And I just want to kind of know if you have a need this morning. Okay, good. We're going to pray. Um, thank you so much for having us. Um, it's a huge deal for our students to, to get to share um, what God is doing. It's important for their own growth to just proclaim, like, God has changed me, right? I, we see it and we know it at the school, but there's something about that confession and that public declaration that God has changed my life that is powerful. So we're going to pray this morning. For you guys as a church, blessings over you and the ministry that's happening here. Blessings over your pastors and your leaders as they carry um, that mantle. Um, and just again for the needs that you have. Heavenly Father, thank you for Gate Friends Church. God, thank you for their hearts and their openness to share their pulpit and to give students the opportunity to minister and share what you've done in their lives. God, this morning we celebrate that you are a big God, a big good God who is at work and is moving in each and every one of us. God, I thank you for um, the stories that were shared this morning, the testimonies, God, of your goodness. God, and I pray, Lord, if the needs that are represented in this church, the ones that we know of and the ones that remain unknown, God, we pray, Lord, that faith would rise up, God, as you begin to move and work on their hearts, God, that we would believe you to be as good as you promised that you were in your word, that we would believe that you would do the things that you instructed us that you would do. God, I pray, Lord, that as you move and as you work, Father, that, that we would share those testimonies and those stories of your goodness. We would share of your faithfulness, of your provision, of your healing power. God, I pray for this church and all the leadership out of the ministry that's going forth. God, I just pray blessings over them. God, we thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is big. Um, and your church is worldwide. God, thank you for the opportunity to connect with them this morning. Uh, be with us as we go. Be with us throughout the week, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. JJ.